0: Hi, welcome back to another episode of You the Mother Podcast by Abby Williams, a space dedicated to supporting, empowering, and connecting all parents in all seasons of parenthood. You can find more supportive content over on Instagram and TikTok at You the Mother, and be sure to check out youthemother.com where you can reach out to work with me one-on-one. In today's episode, I am welcoming on Dr. Tracy Delglesh. Dr. Tracy is a psychologist and couples therapist in Ottawa for over 15 years. Dr. Tracy has provided direct clinical services as well as researching, writing, and speaking about relationships. Dr. Tracy focuses on helping mothers improve their relationships and reconnect with their partners. Dr. Tracy makes clinical knowledge and research accessible to people through her contributions to popular media sites including Motherly, Huffington Post, Bustle, her podcast I'm Not Your Shrink, and online webinars accessible to people all over the world. As a mom of two young children and the owner of ottawa's mental health clinic integrated wellness she knows what it means to balance a full load dr tracy previously joined me on the podcast to talk about maintaining intimacy in our relationships and i so enjoyed that conversation so i'm so excited that she is joining me today we are talking about being intentional in our relationship with our partner we talk all about creating time with our partner communication boundaries and more i hope that you enjoy today's episode and i hope that you go find dr tracy and Connect with her. She is over on Instagram at Dr. Tracy D. She is on her website, drtracyd.com. And you can listen to her podcast, I'm not your shrink, wherever you're listening to this podcast. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. And if you do, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. Your support here on the podcast always means the world to me. And I so appreciate you being here. So let's get started in supporting you, the mother. Dr. Tracy, welcome to the You the Mother podcast. I'm so excited that you are back with me. Um, You joined me a long while ago, it feels like, over when we were at the Mimosas with Mom podcast, Um, and we talked about maintaining intimacy in our relationships. And Today, we're going to be talking about how to be more intentional in our relationships, which I think is a nice piggyback. Um, we were talking a lot about like that postpartum period previously, but now I think whew, there's a lot of like hard pieces in where relationships ebbs and flows, and so I'm excited to have this conversation with you. But first, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a psychologist and couples therapist here in Ottawa, and. I always like to say that I once thought the hardest thing I would ever do is to write my PhD, truly. I mean, I sit in a room and you you write about the same thing for six years, research, analysis and all of that. And then motherhood came along and (laughs) wow, (laughs) right? I mean, I didn't study it for six years. So um, one of the biggest things that I have been doing on my journey is taking – and The story is I was in the basement, the depths of our Canadian winter at like minus 40 outside, and I was nursing my second child and just feeling really dissatisfied with the discourse in the media around relationships and particularly around postpartum. And also, you know, me being a couples therapist, I am not an exception to feeling resentment or to struggle In this space, in this season of our life, right? So at that time, I said, I'm going to do something different. I want to take what I do in my therapy room and make it more accessible for people. And that's where I've been doing all my work. So drtracyd.com is where people can find me and any of my resources. And that is where I'm helping women, I am helping mothers learn how to break old cycles, heal those old wounds, and start to feel like a team again with their partner.
0: I love that. And you do amazing work on mm-hmm. all of your platforms, your website, your Instagram, everywhere that people can find you, your podcast. Um, Tracy, I love what you just said about how <laughs> this pocket can feel harder than getting your PhD. <laughs> this, this it's season so of- hard. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, I think one of the
1: biggest things. I actually said this to my mother recently. I said, You yep. didn't tell me how hard having kids would be on your life and relationship. And she's like, Tracy, yeah. do you think that if I told you this you would actually listen? It's like, well, no, of course not. Right? But it yeah. it was just to demonstrate to her that, you know, we don't talk about this. Or for all of my friends who came before me entering into motherhood, nobody really opened up about just how hard it is to co-create, to coexist, to stay connected with your partner once you have a child. Yeah. And, and yet we know that from the research, right? But we don't find the research yeah. until we're in the thick of it. The research says that those first three years after having your baby, um, what is it? 67% of couples will report a significant decline in their marital satisfaction. and. And it's
0: it's hard, right? It's just a really that hard is situation. hard. But I'm glad that you just shared that because I think that when we're in the thick of it and when we're going through it, you feel so alone. You feel like this is only you. What's wrong with me? You can really get me? caught up, right? You can really get caught up in like the comparison trap. You're looking at all these happy couples on their highlight reel on Instagram, doing these fun things together, but you don't know about the 87 fights before they got to that fun holiday thing that they're posting about right Mm -hmm. you didn't see the meltdown as they were getting out the door the meltdown in the car the meltdown at the place you know and it's like how you can be at each other at times and I just feel like you know when we're thrown into parenthood especially it's so easy for us to lose sight of ourselves to put ourselves on the back burner to you know our self-care gets last on the list and then our relationships are probably up there too. So right. how can so, we be uh-huh. more intentional?
1: <laughs> Sorry, right. so, so before the, your, your question, big, huge, yeah. I love it. Let, let's do a whole yeah. like mini mini course on this. Um, right. uh, before we even go there, for the listeners. So for you listening today, I want you to know that um, this is a season that no individual is immune to. And to know that there's a really good reason for the things that you do, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. we learn these patterns early on in our earliest relationships. You can think about what you watched your parents do to each other. You can think about what you experienced when one of your caregivers, one of your parents did something to you, whether they were critical, attacking or blaming or defensive or didn't listen or told you, go to your room, you're having a big feeling, right um, or what or what you were allowed to do at that time as a child. I and mean, if you think of those three things, and then you think of not pairing. Like those are moment, moment to moments each day is how you learn to communicate, how you learn to reach out for support, how you learn to care for others, what, what messages you have around love and belonging and whether you matter or not. And you take all of that and then you show up today And now you're pulled apart to care for your child who's dependent on you, but then also somehow I still have to have this relationship with my partner. So for those listening, if you're struggling in this, know that it makes sense. Know that Mm -hmm. none of us take a communication course on how to do this. And Mm -hmm. gosh, just know that you're not alone in that struggle. But yes, okay. So how do we be intentional?
0: Yeah. How do we be intentional in our relationships? How do we like, I guess, create time for each other? Yeah. yeah. So I, I noticed
1: one of the biggest hang-ups we tend to do, and our mind loves to do this, it's the all or nothing or the black or white <laughs> thinking, right?
0: This is oh. me. Yeah, um, this is me. Yeah. It, oh,
1: yeah. Um, so that's yours, Abby. Mine is the like, if if he does blank, then it means something else about me. I do the if and if then rules, right? Okay. So the all yeah. or nothing, it's like, oh, well, we can't get a babysitter, we can't get to the trip that we want to take. We don't have family in town. Um, We'll be tired the next day, you know, right? Like we're so good at finding the all or nothing. So if I can't go... Are you in my brain
0: right now? Like these are all my thoughts.
1: (laughs) Right. But then so we can't go and do that magical night out where we can stay in a hotel room and no one's going to need us the next day. Then we just sit on the couch and coexist and we're on our phones and maybe we're like, hey, did you see this reel, (laughs) right? Um, And yet there's a lot of space and opportunity in the middle. So I always like to say to people, find the things that you once did – That were part of your daily routines or your daily rituals. And this is small things frequently, right? And like this this also applies to how we treat ourselves, how we care for ourselves, doing all of those small things. So um, the first piece of homework I give to couples in my office is called Top the Dog. It was a, a homework assignment that my supervisor in my training years would give. And we all know that you get home and who's the first to greet you? It's the dog. The dog runs to the door and it's like, it's been forever since I've seen you. I'm so excited to see you, right? And jumps up and loves you, loves on you. You be the one to get to the door before your dog. So if your partner's coming home, go and greet them at the door. Those, those were things we once did. Or send a text during the day, right? So it's like re- return back to – those small things that that we all did in those early
0: years. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you have rituals? Do you and your husband? We do have rituals.
0: I think, like, part of my all or nothing, and I'm just going to, like, be, I don't know, I guess vulnerable and sharing here, um, (laughs) is that I will sit here and, like, oh, you do nothing for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Right?
0: And in reality this man does everything for me.
1: I love that you shared that though, Abby. So thank
0: you. He does literally. Sometimes I can just like chuckle like with my girlfriends and I won't say this to him, which is the problem (laughs) is that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so helpless. He does everything for me. He's just like takes care of me. But then like to him, when I'm feeling resentful or overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and my motherhood, the mental load of motherhood, you know, I've got, the birthday party coming up and I'm putting together goodie bags and I'm doing, you know, all the shopping and the planning and the organizing and taking care of the RSVPs on top of who has show and tell this week and who has this and what it's crazy hair day for this person and Mm -hmm. on top of work and myself and all the things and like, what do you do around here, Mm -hmm. right? So I get in this bucket real bad Mm -hmm. sometimes and it's like, I don't cook a single meal for myself, Tracy. Like I I should probably,
1: I should probably confess that that's I think you and I are in the same. Yeah, which is bananas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Although, hang on, (laughs) though, because um, remember, though, that the visible things way differently than the invisible. So like, let's not completely invalidate your experience on that. And one, I'm not right?
0: invalidating my experience yeah. at all because yeah. I do carry a heavy load of the mother of the mental load of motherhood. Totally. I do. Totally. And he, and he would sit here uh, on this conversation and totally agree Yeah, and totally validate my experience as well. But I think, you know, when we're just like this all or nothing that it's I'm doing all of this and what the heck are you doing? That's Mm. like kind of that's damaging to our relationship, right? right? And so I have to be really mindful when I get in those spaces Mm. of circling back.
1: Yeah. And also, too, I want to normalize that because. Many of the women in my community and be connected, they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They, they come to, yep. the, to the calls. I've got the Q&A calls in there and they say, okay, but yep. my partner just doesn't do X, Y, Z, right? They're like, well, they don't give me the words of affirmation that I need. It's like, okay, let's look at how they do show you love because everybody shows love differently, um, and then it comes down to the so what is this about for you when this shows up? When I get into this all or nothing thinking, what what am I needing? What's missing for me? And then how am I trying to get that? Right? And I find yeah. often there is a piece, one piece there is a self validation and like the trusting of ourselves. I do a lot, I'm lovable. Look at how much I'm right. Like I'm worthy. I'm enough. I do enough. That piece. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece though mm-hmm. is reaching out and being able to say, I miss us. You wanna play a game? Yeah. Which was yeah. so easy in the early stages of our relationship. And now here yeah. it is, it's like it feels like we're trying to like jump across this big space, right? Between you when once upon a time it wasn't so hard to say, Hey, let's play a game tonight.
0: I love that, like, you just brought that up, though, of getting to that space to be vulnerable and tell them what you're missing. Um, I went on a girl's trip, gosh, I don't know, like, right after we kind of came out of the pandemic last year. Are we out of the pandemic? I don't even know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess it's just where we live. I don't know. But I went on a girl's trip, and it had been, like, my first time away from my kids. Mm Mm-hmm. We had, like, gone through hell of the pandemic, right? And I desperately needed it. Um, And it was just, like, a long weekend. It wasn't a long time. But it was so good for my soul to, like, recharge. But then I came back and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I missed you. And it was, like, sexy, right? And, like, we're, like, all over each other now because I had time to miss you. Right. But then I started crying during, like, one of – I don't know, our moments together. And I was like, I just don't want to lose this again. Mm. And that, you know, and like being able to communicate that we, I want us to work on our intimacy and how we're showing up for each other and being more intentional of, I don't know if like lust is the appropriate word, but like kind of like some lust, some sexiness, like adding a little baba boom to the relationship, right? Like,
1: yeah
0: because you want to feel alive in your relationship and not just that you're going through the motions. And I think that like this balance is so hard because we are in a season where you are just like going through the motions a lot of the time. And so like, I guess, how do you think like we navigate that or balance that where we keep some spark, we keep some luster for each other. We're being intentional and not just going through the motions, but also giving ourselves, like, compassion for when we are there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. like, we are going to get in that sometimes. And then it's totally. like, oh, totally. hold on, press the refresh, press the refresh. <laughs> Okay, right? so
1: let's acknowledge this piece here that is so important for yeah, relationships. And I I put this in my book. My book's out next fall. I can't yeah. wait for this one. I am so excited for you. They're case stories. My marriage yeah. is in the book as well. Okay, so there are two things we're trying to balance when it comes to building interdependence. And interdependence yeah. is the ability to differentiate. I have a self and we can co-create our worlds together. And those two pieces are autonomy and intimacy. Now, if we only hang out in autonomy and don't create any intimacy with our partner, which is like our co creation, being able to share thoughts and feelings, desire, sex, arousal, um, then we're independent and we're distant and we're not, right? And then if we swing too far the other way, which is codependency or fusion, there's no separation there. There's the loss of self. There's the I don't tell you my feelings because I don't want to upset you. When you come home in a bad mood, I feel da-da-da-da. I try to be perfect around the home because it. I don't want to right? – all of those things, right? So then this is that piece here of so how do we do this? And some people might do better having something more routine. So mm-hmm. – well for well first I think the piece here is that you had actually carved out time for you. I think that is so important because when you yeah, it really is. right? When you give yourself that intimacy, when you yeah. go and do your thing, you come back with desire, with longing, with ex- with this renewed part of you, this new piece that you can come and share with your partner i've yeah. worked with couples where they've been in business together and this is my husband now too so this was even before we were in business together but um you know spending all of that time together is great because you're on the same page you're building your business you know then you put the kids to bed and then you hang out with the friends together but where's the separate self and that right. with the with these couples i've worked with they have benefited so much from finding their own friend groups from um, building their own hobbies and interests outside of each other. So that is like step number one. And I know that we as moms lose that. It doesn't have to be something big. This can be something like – I mean, I took ski lessons with a ski instructor one year. It was so good for me, right? So good.
0: <laughs> I bet that was fun, yeah.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I tackled one of my fears and then now Greg and I get to do it together. But it was it was definitely something for me. But it can also be something like going to read the book on your own doing the yoga class on your own, just getting out for a walk in a different neighborhood saying, I'm going to be gone for an hour and I'm driving to this location this time to do something for me. Or like for you, the girls weekend, right? So -hmm. important. So that's the one piece. But then let's come back to what it means as a couple. So some people will do really well when they schedule it. And scheduling can look like, okay, so every Wednesday, this is our day. This is where, you know, I'm going to have a shower in the morning on Wednesday, and I'm going to think about that last time that really excited me, and I'm going to, whatever it is, prep myself during the day. I'll send, you know, a sexy text. I'll let them know I'm excited for them. And then when I get home and he's left his socks on the floor, I am just going (laughs) to walk right by them and not notice them. And then we're not going to save it to the end of the day. We'll leave the dishes. We'll put the kids in front of the TV and go – Heidi Murkoff talked about this when I was on her podcast that they would do laundry during the week Mm -hmm. so that they could have sex while the kids were awake. Because, I mean, the reality is no one has energy for that at the end of the day, right? So So for some people, scheduling is a really great piece. But for others, it, again, is like that, what are those small things? So is it the the text? Is it the leaving the note? Is it the – you know, just going in for that longer hug or the, the grabbing in some way or – I mean, John Gottman talks about these two two small ones that we can all do. So for those listening today, go to your partner and give them a six-second kiss. It's not a long time, but just notice what happens after six seconds and do that frequently.
0: Yeah, because it's longer than probably just like the little like quick out the door – But not so long, yeah. Yeah. Right,
1: right. And then the thirty-second hug. The thirty-second hug is like just going for a hug. Notice how it feels to hang out and linger a little bit longer, right? There, there is also if we could talk about like bids of connection, right? So Mm -hmm. during the day, there are all kinds of bids. Like when your partner says, "How was your day?" It's not just for you to say, "Oh, good." They're actually saying, "I'm interested in you. Can you tell me more?" Yeah. Right. Or if you go and you touch their back, they're just those small things that you don't necessarily have to make them big. They all don't have to. And this is the other thing I always tell couples this like, not every kiss or every hug or every touch has to lead to orgasms and sex. Right. It can just yeah. be tension building. And I think that's the piece that parents, new parents, that we miss. Yeah. Is we miss building that tension and anticipation in our relationships.
0: I think so too. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like something that we kind of grieve when there's nothing there, right? And like, you're just like grieving, like the loss of all the before children pieces of you, the before children version of your relationship, the before version of yourself. And there's a lot of pieces of ourselves that can be tied into that, right? Yeah. And I think the, there's like kind of some grief that goes along with some of those loss of identities. Um, yeah. Like yeah. there are ways to find our way back to each other. And-
1: right. And so with grief, right? So we don't ever go back to the forms that we were before, but we right. find right. something new. And and I right. think that, I, I mean, Abby, think about it. Has anyone ever said to you, you will grieve your relationship a thousand times, right? Like, you're going to form a new relationship for how many times you'll be married to a different person how many times in your life. And it's true. And we get stuck by holding on to what was when actually we're changing every single day. And I think something that can be healthy for people is accepting what is in this moment And then also being intentional with where you want to go, right? So what is in this moment? I'm thinking about the mom who is sleep deprived at five months postpartum. Maybe at this time, it is just about having a shower together once baby goes down to bed. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's all that it is right now. And that's okay. But you can let your partner know, you know, gosh, I look forward to when we can do more and I have more energy for us and things like that.
0: Yeah. Thank you for like kind of shifting that perspective, I guess, of our relationship, because I talk about that so much around the motherhood identity, that we're a new version of ourselves after birthing this baby. And what like a cool thing that we're constantly growing and evolving and changing um, as humans. But I guess I hadn't really thought about that in relation to our relationship, which is silly, because I talk about that piece a lot with ourselves, just like your individual self. But of course, that goes into your relationship, right? And how you guys are both growing and changing. And, you know, and I think that it's awesome that we get to spend our whole lives growing, you know, I think it would be boring if we just stayed... This twenty-year-old version of ourselves forever because I don't want to go back to some of those versions of Abby.
1: <laughs> no, right, or even some of those versions of our relationship, True. right? When those tougher moments True. were in there, True. and you know, if I think of some of my own experiences in my in my marriage, I think that acceptance piece and not holding on has been such an important piece, right? So, yeah. Um, I can think of like the good times and also the negative times, right? Where the times Mm -hmm. where I felt resentful, where I was wiping the kitchen wall because I was started by doing dishes and then it just cascaded to organizing the cupboards and cleaning up the fridge and then I'm cleaning the kitchen wall and I'm in that all or nothing. It's all on me. I have to do everything and the resentment is there, right? And when I can sit in that and say, oh, hmm, look at where my mind's going right now right? This is what my mind likes to do. I can make space for this. I can let it go. I can ask myself, is this something that is symbolizing something to me? Or is it just a familiar narrative? And then acknowledging what I want to do in that moment. Okay, I'm accepting that resentment is showing up. This is a feeling. All feelings come and go. Do I need to do something with this? Do I need to share something with my partner? Or do I need to move forward?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need some work around some of those things, Tracy.
1: <laughs> we like to hold on to these beliefs, don't we? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And like, I think what's crazy is sometimes for myself, I don't know if anybody else can identify with this, but sometimes I can like identify them and I'm like, I know what I'm doing and I know how my thoughts are like attacking me, right? Working against me. And I just like, can't out of it. I'm like, "Nope, we're going to have this fight." And then I'm and then I I don't know. Get off of it. And I have to do the <laughs> circle back and some repair work with my relationship I'm like, "Yeah. No, that wasn't about you. That was about me and how I'm feeling like this, and I just need more support here, and I'm sorry." You know, but I think like we're gonna show up as messy humans. I'm sure that there's somebody who is listening that is like, yeah, that is me. (laughs) I take some things out in my relationship that have nothing to do with you. Of course. And, And, you know,
1: that's me too. Right? Because yep. that's what we all yep. do. We, we think yeah. we give our children so much permission, right? We think of the restraint collapse when they get home from school and it's our daycare yeah. and it's like all of these big feelings. And it's like, what just happened? to the daycare provider's like, oh no, he never does that with me. Or grandma never, grandma says that he never does that with me, right? But we do it in our relationships too. We turn to our partner and we show our messy parts. Now, this isn't an excuse for us to be abusive to our partners, right. right? but it is about having compassion for ourselves and our partners that at times we show the messy stuff. And then, Abby, I think what I hear there, though, is this opportunity to repair. And right. that's what we know about couples who are able to stay connected and to feel close and intimate is that they know how to go back and say, I made a mistake and it was messy and that was about me and I'm sorry and next time I'm going to try to do right like that makes a good relationship now of course like you know if nothing is changing and someone says that's we're talking about something (laughs) different but here we're saying how are we showing up differently um which in some ways brings me to something else I talk a lot about with with people Mm -hmm. I work with which is around curiosity And that's having curiosity for ourselves, but then also for our partners. So in that moment, like if I think of for myself, here I am scrubbing the kitchen wall and like the kids have been running around and asking for a hundred snacks and I'm in my head like, this is all on me. I have to do everything. I can be really curious in that moment. Whoa, Mm -hmm. what's that thought? What's going on for me there? What am I needing right here and why is it showing up right here? Oftentimes it's about myself and about me not choosing to just sit down and have a rest. That's often where resentment comes from, right? When I look over and my husband's scrolling on his phone on the couch and I'm in the kitchen doing the dishes because I didn't choose to sit down, but he did, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then so also being curious about our partners. Okay, so what's going on over there for him? Why are they doing that? What's going on? That maybe I'm not aware of.
0: Yeah, that's probably another one I could do better at.
1: (laughs) I can't wait for you to read my book, but also, Abby, I just—I'm so excited
0: for your book. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) We're just—we're all just so human, and I have to really emphasize that—that like, that is where this book really came from. Is just the humanness that kept showing up in my office yeah. and how I would be sitting with one couple and I had wished that this couple could be hearing the last couple I saw the week before or I'm sitting in front of a mother and thinking gosh if only you could connect with the one I the person I just saw before because yeah. you're not alone in this and yeah. and I, I actually said this, a few, I've said this several times to my clients in a very compassionate and caring way of saying, you're not unique because mm-hmm. you have a nervous system. We all have nervous systems. And this is what our bodies do when things are difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tracy, how do you feel like, I guess, we could be more intentional in creating boundaries with our partners?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I think that takes a lot of pausing and reflecting. So like noticing Mm -hmm. when you're triggered, um, noticing what feels good and what doesn't, and then practicing sharing that with them. And sometimes that could even be – let's see. Okay, let's think of a simple boundary. This is one actually that Greg and I talk about. Um, I'll go to him and I say, can I share something? And, you know, just recently like we're cleaning our chalet and he's like – uh, right now? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Uh, okay, go. I'm like, okay, great. So I shared the thing. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go over well. Um, and we talked about it later. And he's like, you know, that's kind of one of those moments where maybe I should have said no. And it can be something so simple in our conversation like that, right? So I'm yeah. coming to, to him saying, can I share this with you? And It could be about him slowing down and pausing and saying, is this now a good time? And how we do boundaries is empathize with the other person. Wow, it looks like like you really want to share something with me. I'm checking in with myself and I'm feeling like there's a lot on my plate right now and so I can't make space for this. Can we do this later? And Mm -hmm. I think that's really important in any relationship because most things that need to be talked about are not code red they're not like alarm bells are ringing the house is on fire you have to address this right now and then the piece that goes with that though is if it's not in this moment let's commit to talking about it at a moment that works for both of us yeah. so i think when it so intentionality around boundaries it's like really thinking about the space you are in what feels good and what doesn't but then essentially what boundaries are is about sharing what I want to happen and what I don't want to happen. So if I go back to that moment, you know, for Greg, it's like, okay, well, what I need in this moment is to finish all of these tasks. Um, Right. That would have been super helpful, right? It doesn't mean that necessarily I would have been like, oh, great. I'm so glad you said no, I can't share this right now.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: But, you know, that's something that I have to work on.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Well, and I think a lot of us would probably show up like that, right? Where it's like, no, I'm in the middle of something. And you're like, what? You never make time for me. I can think of like my all or nothing self showing up in that space not perfectly.
1: (laughs) Right, right. And so like that is, okay, so then the other boundary, this is one of the most common ones of the women Mm -hmm. in Be Connected that we talk about. It's the first place to start is when we are triggered, acknowledging that negative cycle that takes over. And yeah, that is yeah. that like, you know, I'm I'm starting to get critical and then you're getting defensive and so then I one-up you and it's like before you know it, we're fighting about, we don't even know what and we don't know where we started, right? And so when we talk about intentionality, the intentionality there is being able to stop that negative cycle. That That's a boundary. Okay, wait, hang on. Whoa, we're doing the thing, like we're spinning in our negative cycle right now. We're no longer working through this and we need to press pause. So I'm, I'm going to say, I see you. I know this is an important issue. And in this moment, we're not getting anywhere. So let's press pause. And I know for many people, this is hard because they say, well, my husband or my partner comes at me even more. So then Mm -hmm. what do I do? Yeah, so you hold the boundary. You keep saying what you need to happen. You don't need to say, you always do this. See, here you go again. Oh, look, what you're doing, right? All of the other statements in there. It's just a, love, I hear you. We're not moving forward right now. Let's press pause. We'll come back to it later. Yes, I know. I know you're upset about this. I can't keep talking about this in this moment. Let's come back to it.
0: Yeah. Do you like physically remove yourself if the person is not respecting your boundary? What do you do? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let them know. So it's not a walking away. I'm going to go take out. a
0: yeah. drive for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do.
1: This is hard for you. I am going to step out. I'm going to go for a walk and I'll be home in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important for people to remember that you walking out can be threatening, <laughs> to their brains. Right. Um, stopping the conversation can be threatening to their brains because that maybe they don't know how to react to that. So always being able to come back to the we-ness of this, right. Which is like, we're going to work through this. I'm going to come back. I'm, I'm here with you. You matter to me. And right now with what we're doing, it's not working. So we've got to press pause. So I'm going to go for a walk walk. and I'll come back. i will be back in 20 minutes. Um, I just think that is something really powerful that people can learn to do in their relationships.
0: Yeah. Tracy, I love this conversation and I feel like we could probably talk about how to be more intentional in our relationships for like three more hours because Mm -hmm. I just love talking to you. And there's probably a lot more information on this topic as well, um, which is where people can go and find you to get more of this information and I do want to say when your book comes out next year I want to like circle back on some of these conversations and have you back because I am so excited about your book and I'm so proud of you Thank you. um Tracy tell my listeners where they can find you
1: they can find me. I'm mostly on Instagram, on social, Dr. Tracy D. That's also my website, drtracyd.com. And on my website, I have several free resources for people to start to understand what's happening in their relationships, right? You know, this is not something that we learn, and you can right. learn to show up differently. You can learn to feel good. So there is a free quiz to help you identify your negative cycle. There is a masterclass right now all about the repair. I've had some great feedback from people. One person DM me saying, I have pages of notes. This is so good. So all the links are in my bio on Instagram or over on drtracyd.com. And Abby, let's circle back and have another conversation. We can dive into each of those cases because I think it's going to be so good.
0: I'm really excited. So I'm like putting this on the calendar for next fall. Make sure that you all are looking for Dr. Tracy's book. Um, Dr. Tracy, thank you for joining me and helping us support you, the mother.
1: Thank you, Abby, for having me here. And thank you to everyone listening. Please come over to Instagram. Say hello. Let me know what resonated with you through this episode.